Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jess, obviously. So this is part three of Russ's ACN horror story. In part one, Russ spoke about how he got involved with ACN. And in part two, he talked about the trip there. And the last place that we left off was Russ talking about basically taking like a bath in the parking lot with like wet wipes. I just, I would feel so uncomfortable in that situation personally, but with that, let's just get right into the episode. Uh, so we have on our hair, get some bottled water, wash that out. Now, keep in mind, we are doing this in a public parking lot as people are walking by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine how they're walking by seeing a bunch of Topless uh, co-eds wiping uh, <laughs> themselves. Now, the women in the vehicle were prepared for this. They weren't wearing these luxurious, the luxurious Victoria's Secret bras. They were wearing sports bras. Whereas we guys were all bare-chested, topless, and we're all we're all. Uh, wiping ourselves down and cleaning ourselves up. And then we changed into our business attire in the van in a public parking lot as people were walking by. <laughs> Not only is this extremely awkward, but it's humiliating. I I kid you not, Jess, I felt violated. <laughs> I felt so violated that I was questioning every decision I made. Now, now I can laugh at this now because it's, it's that ridiculous. Back then, I would have been uh, experiencing feelings of PTSD. I would have been in the anger phase and would have constantly been beating myself up. But seeing as how it's been so long, I, I, I still in, in some ways feel that PTSD, but I, I, I can do nothing but laugh right now. So, um, After we clean ourselves up, we walk into the hotel and I see my upline's ex-girlfriend there. She's about like five foot three. She's got like long, red, frizzy, curly hair. She is so happy to see me that um, uh, she gives me a hug on arrival. She love bombs me. Okay. And she's like, I am so happy you made it. Um, you are going to get the best training here. You're going to, you're going to, uh, you're going to be come home and be, be so motivated to start your business and to, you know, come by with a fresh start. I'm, um, you're going to be successful. Hey, come, come, let's, let's sit over here. How you doing? How was the trip? Now, at this point, I wasn't completely honest there. I was telling, I was pretty much telling her what she wants to hear. Cause of course you're, you're conditioned to not say anything negative. Okay. I said, Oh yeah. Trip was good. Um, I came with some people that uh, my upline knew. And uh, yeah, so this is just, so I'm, I'm here. Uh, I kind of want to go through the, the training. And now 
the, the, the training, you know, lasts between like two to three hours at that point. And um, we're, um, you know, and of course you also have like this, this uh, 15 minute intermission in between because you got like two halves. So uh, we go through the, we go through the presentation. You have some high level ranking regional vice presidents there. Um, and they all, they all give their speeches. Um, you have this, you have this guy named, his name is Larry Raskin. Larry Raskin was one of the people that got in early and he is a, he was, uh, like the highest ranking, uh, senior vice president who was also, uh, I believe he was on ACN's board of directors. Uh, don't quote me on that, but he was, he was a top dog. Okay. And, um, so, but Spencer Hahn was also there. Now his story, now his story is he's, he is a very part, important part of the story because, um, when he gives speeches, he's very outgoing, he's charismatic, he's funny, he, he's, he comes across as someone that can be your best friend. Okay. That's how, that's how he comes across in, in his speeches and people love him for it. They gravitate toward him. He's, uh, he, he, you think, okay, he's a pretty cool dude. Well, I was impressed and I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to get him when he was alone. I wanted to talk to him. I want to introduce myself. Okay. Well, we go through, we go through the speeches. They talk about, they talk, they talk, they go through the whole sales pitch. They talk about, um, uh, like the different ranks and everything. And they're talking and then they're talking and they, they're going through, uh, uh, motivational quotes and how we can be successful, all of that. Um, and one of the, one of the key phrases they say is, you can read books about learning how to swim, but you're not going to learn how to swim until you jump in the water. So we're going to jump in the water right here with ACN. <laughs> um, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm being indoctrinated with some speeches. I have my notebook out. I'm taking notes. I also have this little mini tape recorder where I'm recording the speeches so I can, I can, you know, I can listen to it and then write down anything that I missed on my own time. So yeah, I've got this little mini recorder. Now they would, they would, they, they encourage that then they wouldn't now. Okay. A recording speeches like that would be strictly prohibited. Um, but uh, so yeah, that's what's going on. And then it gets to the, the intermission. I find Spencer, uh, just kind of, you know, walking by himself. And I decide to approach him. Okay. Now, I didn't realize this at the time, but apparently if you are low on the totem pole, you don't talk to the very high ranking representatives. That is not permitted. I didn't know that at the time. So I walk up to Spencer you know, and I introduced myself and he kind of looks at me like I am this disgusting little cockroach that just needs to be stepped on and wiped on the, on the curb. 
looks at me and he says, um, hi. And I say, yeah, hi, hi Spencer. My name is uh, Russ. My name is Russ. Uh, I came all the way from Denver to this conference. I'm very new in ACN. I came with the, I came with this group from Colorado. Excited to meet you. I wanted to say that you were uh, that you, I was very taken in by your speech. I'm motivated. You didn't give a shit. Okay. He cuts me off mid sentence and says, "Yeah, that's nice. Who's your upline?" Well, at the time, I had no idea what an upline was. Okay, I never even heard of the word upline. So I raised an eyebrow and I said, upline, well, what's that? Now, at that point, I looked like a total idiot to him. And he says, ah, well, when you find out, tell me, all right? Now, I not only was taken off guard, but I was pissed. Because this guy is a okay, and at that point, I'm questioning why I came up to Utah, okay, because at that moment, I realized that his charisma, his humor, his best friend attitude, it was all an act. It was all an act that he uses to make money off of people. And he looked at that point, he, he, he looks at us as a bunch of suckers. Now, now I'm not saying that now at that moment, I honestly, uh, knowing because dealing with the fact that I was riding in a, in a van to Utah with people I didn't even know in an uncomfortable positions, I had, I had to deal with that plus very little sleep, plus arriving dirty. And now he's going to talk to me and treat me like shit. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I had to walk into the lobby area and um, do some deep breathing exercises and count to 10 and all that. And then I, I go and I sit down and uh, endure the second half. Now, during, during the second half, at this point, I am not motivated. I don't want to have anything to do with this. In fact, I want out. Um, so we endured the second half. We, you know, we're, uh, uh, it's all about, you know, creating your business, signing people up, being promoted. And then, and then of course, they also encourage bringing people who aren't signed up to the events because now that, you know, because when you bring people up, when you bring people there and they hear about the business opportunity, um, the more people you bring, the more encouraged they're going to be to sign up. Okay. That's something that they really hit home on. And that coming there alone is like being a fish out of water. So, um, so I endure the second half of the speeches and um, Larry Raskin goes up. And one of the things he says in his uh, entire monologue segment is, I promise you some of you will quit. I promise you some of you won't. But those that won't, you have a great opportunity ahead of you if you stick to the system and do exactly what it is we're telling you to do. And 
um, in addition, he says, now, I know some of you are in dire financial circumstances. I understand that. I was too. In fact, uh, you know, there was a point where I saw this as a pyramid scheme. And I even railed against it. Um, he says, but I, you know, I promise you, you just, you got to give this business a try. That's all we're asking you to do. Now, you can't afford $499. Well, I'll put it this way. You can't afford not to. <laughs> Larry, unlike Spencer, was a pretty cool guy. I actually got to talk to him face to face. I got to ask him questions and I said, yeah, I'm planning on becoming RVP in 2009. And he looks at me and he says, that is a very attainable goal and it is possible for you to get there um, as long as you work hard, stick to the system. And, you know, you got to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to believe in you. Okay. You, he says, right now I'm seeing a little doubt and, I, and I, it's, it's probably because you're new, but you've got to, you've got to fully commit and believe in yourself and what, and what we are doing in, in uh, sharing the ACN opportunity with people. This is changing lives. It's changed thousands of lives. It's, it's going to change a lot more over the years. There's going to be a lot of new things coming and uh, we don't want you to miss out. So by all means, it's like jump on board because there's going to be a lot of exciting things happening. And I was impressed by that. But at that time, but, but keep in mind, I was still pissed off at what Spencer said to me. And so internally, I'm, I'm in a foul mood and I want to get the hell out of there. Well, my upline's ex-girlfriend um, comes to me and she says, so what did you think? Now do, you, now, do you think I said, ah, well, you know what? Spencer treated me like shit. I rode in a vehicle with, uh, with people uh, that humiliated me, that made me feel like I was being kidnapped. I don't want to have anything to do with this. No. Do you, do you think I would say that at that event? Of course not. Okay. No, that, that, that didn't happen. I told her exactly what it is she wanted to hear. I said, oh, yeah, I'm feeling very motivated. I'm, I'm ready to start my business. I want to grow my team uh, before, the, uh, before the Baltimore convention. And um, I'm so excited. So she's like, okay. It's like, great. I'm, we're excited for you. We're going to, you know, get back home, start your ACM business. And we're totally going to, we're totally going to, uh, you know, help you, help you along the way. You, you're, you're in good hands here. So there, there's a lot of that love bombing, that reassuring. And then of course she gives, she gives me another hug and she's like, I am so happy you decided to join us. Now I'm thinking, wow, she really cares about me. No, I'm just somebody that she makes money off of. <laughs> But um, so I reunite with the people that uh, that drove me up here and they see that I am not in a very good mood. And then of course, they're happy. But those ha those smiles turn to frowns and they're just like, what's wrong with you? And I said, well, you know, I went up to Spencer. I introduced myself to him and he looks at me like I'm a cockroach, treats me like shit. And makes me makes me feel like a total fucking idiot i don't know what i did to this guy but he is a and gi jane butts in and says yeah you weren't supposed to do that and i said what she's like only the successful 
representatives can talk to him. You're not successful yet. You, you, you shouldn't have been talking to him. I said, well, wait a minute. I didn't read that in the rule book. What are you talking about? <sighs> Listen here. There is a chain of command, okay? There's a chain of command structure in ACN. You work on a military base. You should know that. Well, hold on. Wait a second. Okay. A chain of command is basically a, a line of people that you report to. Um, and they are people you report to with like any, any, any uh, assignments you've, you've completed, any questions you have, or any issues you uh, have with certain uh, individuals or things. Those are the people that you report to before you go to the main boss, right? Well, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I can't walk up to a high-ranking regional vice president and talk to him. It doesn't mean that at all. I can talk to anybody I wish. Well, <laughs> she didn't understand that, and she didn't want to understand anything else I had to say. Talk to the hand, because the ears aren't listening. Well, so at this point, you know, we're tired. And she's like, why don't you just go wait in the lobby? And when we're done, when we're done socializing, we'll come and uh, we'll come, we'll, we'll, we'll get you and then we'll, we'll drive home. So, okay. So I wait in the lobby. At this point, I am very livid. I want nothing to do with ACN. I realize I made a big mistake. I don't want to, I, I want to go home. I, 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 I have no motivation to peddle the snake oil whatsoever. So time goes by and I meet, I meet the team that brought me to Utah. We're getting ready to head home. Now, um, on the drive home, we don't really say much to each other because we are exhausted. And um, not only are we exhausted, but we're, we're cranky from the trip there. So at this point, we can't even breathe. You can't even breathe uh, in, order, in order to be comfortable because at that, that point, the moment you so much as take a breath, get snapped at. It was like that all the way home. Now, we get back to Colorado after eight hours of dealing with this shit. My upline is picking me up. It's the dead of night. And he doesn't know any of this. And boy, is he in for a big surprise. So I get out of the van, and to me, I feel like I am experiencing a taste of freedom at that point. I no longer have to talk to these people. I don't have to deal with these people anymore. I am done with them. I get in the car. My upline's excited, and he's like, so how was it? That was the wrong question to ask. I look at him, and I say, what the f***? And he's taken aback. He's like, what are you talking about, Russ? I'm, I'm, I was helping you. He says, I'm like, help me. Look, here's what the fuck happened. And I proceed to go through the entire horror story from the, the ride there dealing with Spencer, the ride back. I tell him everything. 
Now he is in utter shock at this point. He, and not only that, he feels horrible. So I, I say, I say, look, I want nothing to do with this. I am done. I'm not going to be part of an, I'm not going to be part of an, a, 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 a business structure that involves gaslighting, manipulation, uh, bullying, any of that sort. I am not going to be, I'm not going to be putting up with the shit. I am done. You're on your own. And then of course, I'm his only downline member. Okay. I'm the only person on his team that's underneath. He doesn't want to lose me. So he's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Okay. I know you're upset. You have every right to be upset. I would be upset too. Okay. Give it a couple days. You no, know, calm down. Okay. We'll get, we'll get going. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's, there are no couple of days. I am done. You understand? I'm done. I'm not dealing with this anymore. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Russ, I understand you're upset. Okay. You take a chill. No, no, I'm not taking a chill pill. <laughs> and he's like, all right. Okay. I'll tell you what. Um, let, let me call, let me call ex-girlfriend. He says, I'm going to tell her exactly what happened. You don't deserve any of this. Okay. I am, I'm really sorry this happened to you. Had I have known, I would not have put you in that vehicle. I was just trying to help you. And this was the, this was the option I had available. Okay. Let me give her a call. I'll tell her what happened. And then uh, we'll get everything squared away. I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I, I'm kind of like, okay, whatever, dude, do what you got to do. I don't, I, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm home. I saw at this point I'm home. I'm going to get some sleep. I don't want to have anything to do with this right now. I'm going to take a break. A couple of days later, the upline's ex-girlfriend calls me and she says, I had no idea you went through that. I wish you would have told me that, that while you went up there. And I said, I said, wait a minute. I, I thought we were told not to be negative. Okay. I was trying to be positive. She's like, yeah, but you know, you're human. Okay. You should not have endured through this abuse. I am very sorry that happened to you. It is not okay what they did. And um, I, I want you to know, okay, that, you know, that we're, that we're here for you. Okay. In fact, um, I, I feel really bad about what happened. So I'd like to give you an opportunity. Um, there's uh, so you know about the Baltimore Convention. Uh, we are going. Uh, so my mom and my brother and I are going to be flying to Baltimore to head up to that convention, and we would love to have you join us. And I said, okay. Um, where would I stay? She's like, you are more than welcome to stay in a room with us. You will be treated a lot better. We promise we're very nice, warm, loving, welcoming people. And um, whatever treatment that you received in that van and, on the, and at the convention, that will not happen here. Okay. Do you trust me? <laughs> and I had to pause and think about that. But... Just she was so manipulative and she used she used her beauty and she used her charm to lure me in. And so once again, I was a sucker. And I said, okay. Now, 
uh, time goes by. I am doing everything I can to uh, make this successful. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm practicing the pitch. I'm using up my warm market list, which at that point has since dried up. The only person to really sign up underneath me was my father, but he did it in a way that kind of made him look, uh, look good because at that time he was working for CenturyLink, which at that time was called Quest. And he didn't want, he, he didn't want to lose his job. So I signed him up for ACN under his fax home number at his home. So um, that's kind of how we went around that. Uh, but anyone else, um, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get to, to the snake oil because one of the things in the presentation they talk about is the people that you deal with, red apples, green apples, and rotten apples. Red apples are the ones that are excited. They want to join right away. They're, they're, they're super, they, they, want, they, they want to take this thing whole line and sinker. Those are the people you really want. The green apples are the kind to ask you questions. Um, you don't want to spend too much time with them because they're going to, they're going to try to stonewall you because they're a little suspicious. You don't want to, you don't really want to uh, waste energy on them. And of course, rotten apples, Jess, you know what they are? They're, they're, they're you and I, they're not interested at all. <laughs> okay. So, um, I was not very successful in this and it got to the point where we had to do direct mail leads. We would print off uh, parts of the ACN opportunity, create little flyers out of them. And then we would get these uh, direct mail leads, which were stickers with people's addresses on them. We'd put them on envelopes. We'd buy a whole bunch of stamps, which was ridiculously expensive. And we would just mail these out, out to people. Now, honestly, do you think we got a response out of what we did? Hail to the no. You know what, you know what these people did if they got them? I guarantee you, allegedly speaking, they opened this up, they looked at this as a flyer, tossed it in the trash. So that didn't work. Um, so I get a I get a call from a lower ranking. Uh, regional vice president. Her name is Bobby. She kind of looks and sounds like former Texas governor Ann Richards. Um, so she calls me up and she's like, hi, uh, Russ. I said, yeah. Well, hi, well, this is Bobby. And, uh, I'm a regional vice president with ACN and you happen to be in my downline, sweetie. And that is all we have for part three. Come back for part four and probably part five, Russ is going to share about the time that he actually got to saw, see saw, see Donald Trump speak at an ACN convention. Now, again, this was the mid-2000s. Donald Trump back then was definitely a popular figure and not in a bad way necessarily. A lot of celebrities, a lot of people loved him back then. Times were very different to say the least. So when Donald Trump endorsed your business... That was a really big deal. Donald Trump ran The Apprentice. Donald Trump was seen as this business billionaire mogul. I mean, think of him like, I like I would imagine if Shark Tank was on in the early 2000s, Donald Trump would be comparable to one of the sharks. Generally well-liked, pretty, 
I mean, rich and business savvy, right? Like that is how people viewed him. So yeah, Russ is going to speak about going to this uh, McDonald's, I think it was, and how the McDonald's worker noticed there were a lot of ACN people there. Anyway, I don't want to spoil the rest of the story, but uh, yeah, definitely stay tuned for the coming parts. And check me out on Instagram for updates at JustUnfilteredPod. And check me out on Twitter at Unfiltered underscore Just. I do try to respond to all messages on Instagram that I get. So if you guys ever want to chat or if you have any good stories to share or if, yeah, whatever, just definitely reach out to me. Thank you guys. Bye.